This show is not for kids, although the content is pretty childish. down my chai tea. Oh, your chai tea? Well, let me pick up my chai tea. That I used to call chai, chai tea. You told, you called it chai tea up until like, what, two months ago? No, I, I had, <laughs> uh, well, until like in college I went to get a chai tea latte and I called it a chai tea, or like not a, I'm not, this isn't that bad, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like my friend who came back from Israel and called Hummus hummus forever, and I think still does. Yeah. I love you, Joe. Welcome to Will and Cordy's Word Club. Hi. A podcast where we talk about things and we make out words for situations that don't have them yet. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm like burping through talking through this intro, which is great. I'm Courtney. I didn't hear it. I just saw your oh. mouth kind of move and your eyes roll for a second. Do your eyes roll when you burp? Because I don't... It depends on how big the burp is and whether or not I'm trying to hold it in. If I'm trying to hold it in and it's kind of a big one, then it will just sort of be like a... Oh, oh, uh, you just uh, exorcist a little bit. Like yeah. You just did a head, like, tilts, head eye roll thing. Yeah. Head tilts back, eyes roll back, and it's just like... John Mulaney has a great joke right now. I'm not going to steal it, but he talks about talking through a burp. And um, it's so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is what I do in like 60% of my conversations nowadays. <laughs> you should go look at the joke instead yes. of... Watch yeah. the joke. Don't. I'm not going to rehash it because that's joke thievery and I take it very seriously and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So, um, you go first. I go first. Yeah. All right. Um, I have two words and a slang. Fancy man. Exciting times. Fancy slang and slang is one of the best things we ever came slang, up with. Slang, 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 slang. And I'll say it correctly one day. Okay, before we get started, my love, my one true love. Uh huh. The person I love very much. This is gonna be bad. How confident are you that I am going to be able to understand the pronunciation of your word on the first try? Very confident. Thank you, you for checking. Okay. Yeah. Should we it's put money a, on it? Although, I mean, I'd never know. I would have put money on you understanding Ling. What? Ling. I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> no, we've been there. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's my speech impediment. I can't hear what I'm saying. I can just trust that you will stop me if I just say, like, my next word is... <laughs> <laughs> I will do my best to do so if right. it happens. Here's my word. Okay. Glassel. Okay, I know what you said there. You know exactly what I said. Glassel. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got it. I'm not I'm not beyond hope. I did it. Yeah, you <laughs> did said, it. I, I said a word that you understood. Yes. Ah. Uh, what do you think it is? Glassel. Is it I can't wait for the day that you get it right or I get it right for your word and we oh. just party. <gasps> is it when you get glasses for the first time and you can see the world the way that <laughs> uh, the way that People see it who don't need glasses. Like you get the HD vision for yeah. the first time. No, it's not that. Although it could be that, or it could be the week-long migraine you have when you put the glasses on, too. Yeah, you recently like, got new glasses. Oh I got new glasses 
My new glasses that I just got were a prescription so strong that Warby Parker had to have an internal debate amongst themselves whether or not to give me my glasses. <laughs> yeah, or they, if they had to outsource them. <laughs> they, they sent me an email that said, I'm sorry, but your prescription is too strong. We can't do it. We can't do it. It's too strong. And yeah. then I got a charge in my bank for the glasses and it was sent to me. And I was like, I thought you didn't. And they said, well, we looked at it. <laughs> we looked further. And we were like, they said like, we're doing a... We're doing a revamp of what we can do in our in-house lab. And uh-huh. you actually got grandfathered in as like the last pair that we allowed ourselves to make with that stronger person. <laughs> After you, it's like drawing the line. Yeah. We can't do that anymore. So, but you're the last one. So basically, well, and that what, what that means is that you, this prescription, because your eyes are only going to get worse. That's how eyes work. <laughs> yeah, this is my last Warby Parker. Those are your last Warby Parker. It'll never work again. We should start trying on glasses for you like now so that in... What five six years? Months. Oh yeah. Oh god. Hopefully it's not in six months. <laughs> hopefully in the next few years. You know, in five years and I'm like a level level forty astigmatism. Yeah. Then you'll already have some new frames picked out, and it won't hurt as bad when you can't get your Warby Parker frames, which look so dapper on you. Thank you. You're welcome. I honestly think when I got my prescription that the optometrist gathered around to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Chicklets out, come here. It's like it's like in a in like a sci-fi movie about like a meteor crashing yeah. to Earth. It's like, wait, general, it's come over the here. Stop <laughs> the scale. Yeah. Should the volcano be doing this? I don't know. Is a volcano? Is it a meteor? Who knows? But should it be doing this? Should the vol- should it's the off volcano, the charts. Is the volcano going to hurt a live from space? Call anyway, the science men. Uh, Glassel. Glassel. Glassel is not that. Um, Glassel is something I do every day mm-hmm. to glassel is to switch between glasses and sunglasses or vice versa. Oh, cool. To switch, to take your glasses off, to put sunglasses on, or to take your sunglasses off, to put glasses on, or to do this or that or that or this over and over and over. Oh, we're in the sun. I'm going to take my glasses off and put my sunglasses on. Oh, mm-hmm. we're in the shade. Oh, now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a living nightmare. Did you ever have transition lenses? This is not an ad for transition lenses, but I just no. want to ask. And I'll prove it's not an ad for transition lenses because I'll tell you why. Everybody that's had them tells me they suck. Yeah. Because it takes like 10 solid seconds to go from light to dark. And yeah. you're standing there blind until it like finishes well, its... Yeah. And everybody who I have seen wear transition lenses, like... They go out into the sun and immediately it's like, oh, Jesus, it's way too bright. And it takes forever for them to turn into the sunglasses. And And then then they they go inside and they're they're wearing sunglasses for 10 minutes. And they're like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Let them fade. Hold on. Let them fade. I'll be able to see. Eventually. In a second. Yeah. You've gotten pretty good at doing this one handed. The, your glass will move. I used to be a lot better. When we came to LA first, I tried, this was like a weird hobby, was I would try to <laughs> master the one-handed glassel. Nerd! <laughs> which involved a fancy, almost knife trick of putting glasses on my fingers while my other fingers are holding the other glasses, and then I like switch it in my hand or something, and at one point right. some of them are on my shirt. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. I found out that it was just like so much extra work. When you could just use your second hand. Sure. But. You're a fan of just doing things one-handed, though. I feel like you are somebody who likes to have one hand free for God knows what. 
Are we going to talk about the wings thing again? No, I'm just saying that, I eat like, wings one-handed. No. So but, I have a hand clean to drink my beer. Yes, we, we know this. We've discussed this. But I'm saying that, like, in general, you're somebody who likes one-handed things. Like, your phone has, like, the case on it with the ring so that you can use your phone one-handed. Yeah. You like to do your glasses one-handed. Like I like to take my glasses off and then, like, swing it so that I can, like, fold the one arm and then I put the other arm and then I put it in my pocket. Right. See, like, yeah. those are things that, like, most people would use. And you're not even, like, a one-handed person in some cases. Like, I'm not. I have I two. Mean, no, no, no. <laughs> That's not what I mean. I'm not even a one-handed person. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I'm so sorry. What I mean is that, like... Sometimes you opt to not even use a full hand. You're just like, let me see how few fingers I can use to do this task. And it takes <laughs> so much, like, like, it just takes so much labor to just do it, like, just so precisely with your fingers. But you'll do it so that you don't have to get your whole hand or, God forbid, two hands involved. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm talking about your glasses. Okay. <laughs> so is this a thing among the glasses wearing community? The thing that's most embarrassing is when I am walking outside and there's patches of shade and patches of sun. And yeah. if I'm not, I have to think <laughs> about like how much I, I need to find compromises. So I'm not just glassling, 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 because I'll walk into the shade, glassling. Oh, now I'm in the sun, glassling. Walk into the shade, and you're seeing me just in a constant state of like manipulating two sets of glasses on my body at all times. I'm just yeah. like flipping them on and off and off and on. I've thought about a way to make the one handed glass a little easier. Yeah. If it wasn't such a freaking knife trick, then maybe it could be something that you very smoothly just do. Yeah. You know, like maybe there's an invention out there. I've, I've thought about like having a, a ring that you wear on like your middle finger mm -hmm. that has like a little pincer thing on the outside of it that you could maybe snap your glasses into that and then just like quickly switch it out with your, I don't know, something like that. Uh-huh. To make it a very like quick one-handed maneuver. Okay. That would be good. Having transition lenses that don't take 20 seconds would be nice. Right. Because those would actually be good. To be completely fair and honest, um, the transition lenses that I remember were worn by other children in my middle school. So <laughs> okay. the technology may or may not have advanced. Mileage may vary, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, although the best answer probably is wear contacts. Yeah. And you just take the sunglasses off and on. I don't like contacts, but that's me. Yeah. And part of the reason for that is because my eyelids You're are the strongest muscle in my body. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm serious. I've never had any muscle as strong as when somebody at the optometrist tried to put contacts into my eye. Oh, no. Literally, there was no vice grip they could find in the building to keep my eyelids open. I would... I had like the incredible hulk of eyelids. That's crazy. I could shut them no matter how hard you held. I don't know what it is. Well, and I think part of it is that like, you know. I love the idea of somebody with muscular eyelids. Like they have veins right? popping out of their eyelids. <laughs> really thick. Like, I'm going to do 10 eyelid squats. Ready? Like, One, uh, two, uh, <laughs> like, bulging muscles. It veins. looks like Schwarzenegger's back in 76, <laughs> but on your eyes, just. That's some body uh, horror Cronenberg uh, stuff. Uh, were you like an inventor kid? I was. Yeah. How did you know? Did you come up with like little inventions? Yeah. I had a book called So You Want to Be an Inventor. <gasps> and it was like a kid's picture book talking yeah. about famous inventors and Thomas Edison and, and the inventor of the x-ray. They had that pivotal scene where like 
He sticks his hand behind the x-ray and sees bones. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Halloween. I was kind of an inventor kid, too. I wanted to invent little things. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my mailbox invention? I really wanted to be on the TV show Zoom when I was a kid. As does all of us. And I wanted to be on for, or figure it out. And I wanted to be on for like inventing something. And I was like, I could totally invent something as cool as what these kids have done. And I was, I would ask myself the question, like, okay, what's the one chore that no one ever likes to do? Oh, I know, getting the mail. (laughs) Introducing. So what I did was I tied a series of jump ropes to the mailbox and then to a hula hoop. Um, what? Yeah. What kind of Rube Goldberg? Okay, go so, on. So um, I tied a jump rope to, to like- a balloon, which popped and then it made dominoes go. No. I tied a jump rope to like the um, to the mailbox like door at first. And then I just sort of stuck the- jump rope inside the mailbox and then I just tied a bunch of jump ropes to a hula hoop and I placed the hula hoop in a bush by my front door of my childhood home and my invention idea was that you can just you can simply step outside and yank that hula hoop around and the mailbox door will fall open wow and that solves it and then you have to walk the, down yeah. and get the mail <laughs> the mailbox is open and the, it's done that's yeah it. and then that's the that's the worst part of the chore just having to open that mailbox and then you know walking down to get the mail that's the that's the easy yeah. part but yeah opening that mailbox geez louise don't don't get me started I'll walk down the driveway i don't care but if that thing's open that makes everything easier yeah <laughs> That was my, I was so excited to have invented that. I was like, oh yeah, this is so good. I'm going to, I'm going to solve so many problems. People aren't going to be tired when they come home from work anymore. And nobody had to open their mailbox ever again. Yep. Although they tripped over jump rope a lot more than usual. I think I tried it. It was one of those like perfect sitcom moments where like I tried it by myself and I was like, perfect. It works. And then, like, my mom got home, and I showed her, and I did it, and I was like, and now the mailbox is open. She'd be like, great, so is there something else to get the mail up here? And I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> supportive. Be so supportive. good. Be that's, supportive. That's so good. And I was just like, support your child. Crap. <laughs> it doesn't work. Aww. It's worthless. <laughs> Very good. All right, my first word. <laughs> so one of my words is uh, inspiration from a friend of mine who sent me um, a, a concept for a word. So this is for her. This is for Courtney. Yay. Uh, and then I have a slang that kind of goes with it. Okay. Okay. So my first word is Philipacker. Oh, Philipacker. Philipacker. Okay. <laughs> um, F? P-H? F. F. Okay, okay. Filipacker. It's like a filibuster, um, but you are telling an overly long speech about why you're packing up and moving out. Ooh, okay. <laughs> what is it? I'm curious. This is a fun word. You got the filibuster part right. Mm-hmm. So, a filipacker is a person who chooses to not unpack after a trip and 
just lives out of their suitcase instead for a few weeks. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I I said, oh, my God, because I immediately thought of my parents who do the exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah. They will, like, hate a hotel if it doesn't give them drawers to unpack and, like, nest in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're all about, like, oh, I want to live here. Right. But Well, this isn't about, like, when you arrive on vacation. This is, like, after you've gotten home. So, like, after you've gotten home from your vacation and, you know, you're tired and you don't feel like unpacking, so you just sort of, like, leave your suitcase open in the corner of the room and you're like, I'll just grab the clean underwear when it's when I need it. And you grab your clean underwear and you grab your deodorant from your bag and, like, sort of slowly, one by one, you start to unpack. Yeah. But you never quite unpack all the way. No. Because there's always crap left over, <laughs> which... Leads me to a, another thing later. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'll be for that's a, that's a little taste of next. Yeah. Thing. So a Philip a Philip hacker is somebody who doesn't unpack anything. Yes, somebody who doesn't unpack like after a trip. Got it. I think I didn't listen, and I thought you meant during the trip. Oh, I think I, it was just generic, and it just said. Oh, like a somebody person who doesn't, who doesn't unpack, unpack their suitcase. Yeah. A person who does who chooses not to unpack. Oh no, I did say after a trip. Oh, yeah. So, right. I didn't listen. Uh, and, and chooses that's on to me. live out of a suitcase instead. Yeah. So, after the trip, you're sitting at home and the suitcase is basically, yeah, you just kind of... <laughs> you're just kind of pulling from it. You're living out of the suitcase. Yeah. The suitcase will stay in the room with you until you use the last item of clothing from it. Basically. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The exactly. underwear in the bottom, the hoodie that you packed just in case mm-hmm. it was cold in Hawaii or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In case you're in a cold restaurant. And it's always going to be like that stuff that you brought that you never used and it's like not seasonal anymore. So like, yeah, for example, if you did go to like the beach or something and you brought a bathing suit and then you got to the beach and you're like, oh man, it's rainy or like it's colder than I want it to be. So I'm not actually going to like put my bathing suit on and, and go to the beach. Those things will like stay in your suitcase and live there. And even though you know you're not going to use that stuff, you'll still keep your suitcase out and you'll yeah. be like, yeah, no, I'm just not, I'm not done unpacking yet. <laughs> still not done unpacking. No, it's still there. Still there. Still there. Like laundry day, I think, is when that kind of starts to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, because then like half of your stuff is in your laundry basket from before you went on the trip yeah. and half of your stuff is still in your suitcase and you have nothing to wear. <laughs> I think I have a slightly different problem because I will want to put my suitcase away right away, but I will take everything in the suitcase and throw literally all of it into the dirty clothes together. No, I think that's a good thing. Or wait, are you talking about like soap and stuff too? <laughs> like flip-flops. <laughs> like flip-flops? <laughs> like oops. <laughs> yeah. Like, where's my watch? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just, you can't just dump the entire contents. My laptop, where did it yeah. go? Wait, oh no. <laughs> where did that fudge go that we got on the trip home? <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm not a good person, I will still leave the suitcase out. Oh, my yeah. only difference is that there's not stuff in it. <laughs> not to say that I'm such an organizer. No, I just, I'm doubly lazy because I'll leave the suitcase out, but then I'll dump all my crap into the dirty clothes and then have to fish back out to grab, like, my mug that I bought. Right. Lest it have a immediate tumble dryer stress test. (laughs) (laughs) Ceramic mugs don't actually do that well in the dryer. No. Oh, yeah. Introducing. What? The mug safe dryer. 
You thought I was going to say dryer safe mug. No, I, I, I didn't know what you were going to say. But I didn't. I said mug safe dryer. Okay, great. It senses when there is a mug in it. Okay. And it has Only a, a mug? arm. I, I, it, you could program it to take a bolt. Okay. Or other ceramic pieces. And then it takes it and then it holds it out with a little robotic arm while it, it dries the rest. Very nice. It's made of jump rope and a <laughs> hoop. <laughs> Very good. Philip Packer. Yeah, so that's, that's Philip Packer. Yay. Yeah. Are we going to do slang? Sure, we can okay. do some slang. Do you want to do your slang first because it's tie-in? It's sure. Tie-in? So my slang is... Welcome to the segment of slinging slang. Sling a slang. Slinging. My slang is, and I'm really surprised this isn't already slang, it's VOC. V-O-C. VOC. Mm-hmm. Huh. And what it stands for... Oh, Okay. Is vacation only carry? Is this like an everyday carry takeoff? Yes. Okay. Vacation only carry. It's like the exact opposite of everyday carry. It's not the stuff that you carry with you every day. It's the stuff that like is always in your vacation items, no matter what. So it's like your little travel size bottles of shampoo that are like a quarter of the way full, but you you're not sure if you're going to use that last bit. And it's enough to wash your hair maybe twice. So you <laughs> yeah. should probably still keep it, yeah. even though you know you've had it for, for the 14 last... 14-day trip. Yeah. Even though you know you've had it since 2017, like, it's fine to keep it. It doesn't expire. Yeah. And, like, a boarding pass from, like, a trip from two years ago that's still stuck to your bag. Or Oh, my God, yes. Like... What else? Oh, like clip-on hand sanitizer or um, these don't only have to be like cleaning products, but like... But it kind of is. I was thinking about like there's a chapstick that I think is in my passport holder, Uh huh. like the RFID protected whatever passport holder. Yeah. I, I never see the... It never sees the light of day until I go and need the passport the next time. Yeah. And then I'm using it again because there it is. It's always there. Right. There's a probably collection. There's a little collection of things inside the passport holder that I would not acknowledge I own. Right. Until it's right there. Yeah. Like I, I would love to go through our luggage and see what kind of crap is just like in the pockets of stuff. Because yeah, it is stuff like a pair of earrings that you never really wear, but you thought it went cute with this one outfit that you might have worn, but you didn't wear it. And like um, a a pair of socks, maybe, or um, mittens, if you live in a place with a warm climate and you sometimes vacation to a place with a cold climate and you never use them in your day life, but... (laughs) The mittens that you've only ever gone to use somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Or like, oh, God. I can't think of what else there is for me. What else? For me, it's oftentimes like little sample bottles of like shampoo and like razors, there's usually a lot of razors, razors and like a half used stick of deodorant. <laughs> my like laptop case. I have like a set of armor for my laptop. Yeah. That I, you know, you're not going to use it unless you're on a plane. Right. That's that's definitely a, a uh, VOC. Mm-hmm. V- vacation only carry. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm going to go about my day and I'm going to start looking at things and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time? I think I still have like. If I went into that friggin' passport holder, I swear I would find Israeli and British coins. Yeah. Why? Because Canadian they're cool. Because, yeah, they're never going to take them out. Yeah. It's also, it, I mean, 
Lest we forget that Israeli coins are called shekels, <laughs> which is the coolest name for any coin ever. It is. And you hear it in like pop culture and like maybe, I don't know, pirate movies or something. You hear the word shekel and you're like, oh my God, that can't be a real thing. And then you learn that you it is. You expect it to be made of seashells or something. Yeah. Like shekels. You, you learn know? that it is and that it's like a currency that's still used today. Yeah. And you're like, Okay. They're beautiful my coins. I have menorahs and stars of David on them. Yeah. Vak. Vak. Vacation only carry. Nice. What's your vacation only carry? I feel like m- mine is, yeah, it's always yeah the hair supply stuff. And then, yeah. Mine's I the shekels. I think it might be. And the lipstick or chapstick. Oh. <laughs> lipstick. There was a certain point when I was a kid that I had like an old hairbrush that I had decided I didn't like anymore but i or like i needed to get a new hairbrush and the one that i had that was old like i liked it very much but it was like missing a lot of bristles and it wasn't you know really holding up so i just like sort of threw it in my travel bag yeah and there it lived forever and to this day (laughs) and to this day if you go to the goodwill where that bag has been donated you will find in it a free hairbrush and probably some hair ties wrapped around the end of it oh man you can carbon date the hairs on that brush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is from when Courtney was eight years old. <laughs> Donate this to the Smithsonian. <laughs> I also have a slang. Okay. Um, this where is my phone? This one is also inspired by somebody. Uh, my mom listens. Hi, mom. Hey. She gave me the idea for a word I'm instead going to do as a slang. Great. This is, I'm going to give you the definition because I think the word is more fun to hear after. Great. You know, kind of do that reverse style. Sure, that I you like did it. For full doo doo, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the definition is, which is something that she came up with, which is great, and she does this a lot, and we do this a lot, is when you suffer needlessly for your pet's convenience. Yes. When you are suffering for the convenience of your pet who literally doesn't care about convenience. You hear stories all the time of like, oh my gosh, I love my cat so much. Or I love my dog so much. He fell asleep on my lap and it was so sweet. And I had to pee like 20 minutes later, but I just held it for the rest of the night. I was late to work because I didn't get up from the couch. I was fired from work. (laughs) It doesn't matter. The cat didn't. At least Care. I got to cuddle with my cat. Literally, the cat doesn't give two crap. The cat would have probably rather you went to work, but whatever. <laughs> you're going to be that way. Anyway, my word, or mm-hmm. slang rather, is tail whipped. Oh! You tail whipped. I'm sorry, but you're a little tail whipped, okay? Ooh. I like it because it's a Pokemon reference. What? Tail whip is a move in Pokemon. Anyway, some of you will appreciate that. Some of you won't. It's okay. I thought it was like... Like you're whipped. Yeah, that too. Some yeah. people that some people can appreciate it for being whipped. Uh-huh. Some people can appreciate it like the Pokemon reference. Shout out to the Pokemon fans out there. Uh-huh. The two of you listening. Well, and like I thought it was like Yeah, like you're whipped. Yeah. Well, and I feel like tail whipped can also be like it could be like kind of a sexy thing too. Like Yeah. Like, you know, but sometimes you call tail. people you know, people who you find, yeah, yeah. One of the words I was gonna say before tail whipped uh-huh. i was gonna say tail kisser <laughs> like kiss my tail uh-huh you know like ass kisser sure you know it's a joke yeah like butt kisser sure do you get it wait do you get it so like, like ass kisser who is kissing do you get who? It? it's like you're kissing an ass like a donkey no like a anyway it's tail kisser <laughs> <laughs> 
and but yeah. uh you know before we do all the words and the slangs i do look them up we we look them up to see if they're things yeah we look them up tail kisser is a couple of things okay it's a it's a very common name for like furry art people that do furry art sure for what that's worth so i didn't want to be tail kisser because that's already taken sure so it's tail whipped great now it's just a pokemon reference Awesome. Squirtle is famous for using tail whip. Oh, yeah? And wearing cool sunglasses. <laughs> Squirtle was always the cutest. Anyway, all that aside, my mom didn't give me this definition for me to talk about furries and Pokemon for, <laughs> for yeah. this long. So She's going to be like, God, what a nerd. Like, what did I? Yeah, I'm never giving a word definition again. <laughs> I raised this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I think the proto example is when you're... Sleeping like on the very, very, very side of the bed because the cat is like, it's right in the middle. Uh huh. And you're not gonna move the cat, so you're just gonna sleep in a ball, and the cat, who's very tiny, is gonna take up most of the bed. What are you doing? Literally me every night. The cat doesn't care. Literally me every night. Pick up the cat and get them on their merry way. But she's so cute. I don't want her to leave me and leave me to sleep by myself. When I wake up in the middle of the night and our cat is like essentially spooning me because I'm like laying on my side and she's sleeping in like the nook, you know, that my body makes like right by my tummy and I'm able to like lay comfortably and pet her as I'm falling back asleep. That is the most blissful moment ever that is very nice it's so nice it's very very nice it's moment so so nice absolutely and if heavy. i have to shimmy my butt off the bed slightly because she's kind of inching closer to me and taking up more room i'll do it if i have to sleep under the bed because <laughs> she wants to sleep on the bed yeah. i'll do it your tail whipped if she wants to uh, oh, man. She can do anything she wants. No, here's the thing. I love her. You let her stay there all night. Yeah. You basically spend your rest of your night sleeping in a ball on the side of the bed. Uh-huh. You pet her for five minutes or ten minutes. Yeah. And then you send her on her merry way. I you send sleep- her on her merry way. I just, I fall asleep with her next to me and my hand on her little Tommy. That sounds so nice. And now you're making me sound like a jerk for being the one who's just like, give me, get out of the way. <laughs> Gimme will come up and I'll pet her and I'll pet her. Okay, well, I guess that's kind of a me thing too because I, I have to sleep in a certain way. Mm-hmm. If I, I can't sleep certain ways. So yeah. if Gimme's putting me in a position where I have to be in a certain position, I can't sleep. And so then I'm going to be sitting there not sleeping because right. of kitty cat. And well, come on. Send her on her merry way. She's fine. She'll sleep somewhere else. Me, I need my sleep. Mm-hmm. I got to go out there and make that daily bread. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go and make that money to put food on Gimme's table. Yeah, you do. <laughs> or floor. Yeah. But, so I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, say like, uh, or sometimes, and it's the nicest thing. I'll be on my back. I'll be waking up, like, and I'll roll into my back, and she'll come and slip on my chest, and she'll sit there on my chest. That's so nice. I'm like, that's so nice. I'm gonna pet you, and it's so good. But then I gotta, I, I can't sleep on my back. Yeah. I have to roll on my side. Because you snore. I do. I snore and on my back. But not on my side, which is weird. I don't it, get it. But the body is. But so like beautiful? Question mark. <laughs> and I wish I could. Yeah. And I wish I could like take her off of me and then get on my side and she would cuddle up. Yeah. But she doesn't. No. If I move her, she'd be like, "Oh well, fuck you then. I'm gonna go and sleep under the bed. Yeah. This is my turn. Uh, I'm gonna. You don't want me? Fine. 
Right. I'm leaving. I'm like, okay. So that's how it works for me. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And I think what that means is we're both just brutally tail whipped. Yeah. And I feel like most people with pets are. It's easy to say like, man, I've got to get stuff done. You're not going to rule me. I'm going to rule you. I'm on the top of the food chain, mister. But guess what? As soon as your pet starts being cute and nuzzles up next to you and you have to pee or are forced to move off the bed, you're going to do it. You're going to do whatever your pet wants because they're cute and they're furry and they love you. And you're like, I don't deserve this. Your heart they melts. love me <laughs> so much. And I'm a shitty monster. And for some reason, they love me. And you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take this love and I'm going to hold on to it, even if it makes me have to hold in my pee <laughs> forever. Pied. Yeah, pied. Even if it makes Thank me you. pied. Yep. For the next forty six hours. Yeah. But you, go, you are I right. think my mom's listening to this probably in the car and not stopping for gas because those two very small dogs in the passenger seat don't want to stop. Right. <laughs> the dogs don't know what gas is, mom. You can stop and get the gas. I'm yeah. Just saying, if you want. Or not. It's up to you. You're an adult. Is it time for my second word? It is time for your second word. Wait, or do you do your slang? Or not that your was slang. My slang. You do you do your second word because I'm supposed to end. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll do my second word. Okay. Um, I have a word for you. Okay. And I made the effort to make this word fun. Great. Because you've been making the effort to make your words fun. Aw, thanks. I I've been trying. Yeah, and so Great. I'm I'm gonna do it too. Awesome. My word is. <laughs> You just like snickered. You just snickered reading I'm, your words. Because I'm excited to say it out loud. Oh my gosh. Is it penis penis or something? <laughs> it is. <laughs> what do you think it means? I think it means when your penis is doubly penis. It's, that's it. <laughs> my word is protagodrag. What? <laughs> protagodrag. Protagodrag. Yes. Is that when there's a boring protagonist in a TV show? That's very close. Yeah. I mean, obviously you got protagonist right. Yeah. Protagodrag is the feeling of being annoyed by something extraordinary happening to you. Oh. The definition might not do it full justice. I get it, though, I think. Yeah? Go into more detail because I don't want to jump the gun. Okay, okay, okay. Protagodrag is the feeling of the coolest person in school being hit with a love spell and having an unflinching crush on you and announcing it to the world. Yeah. Protagodrag is not being able to go to class because Secret Service wants you to solve missions and fight the aliens too much. Sure. You know? So is the idea of Protagodrag contingent on the person who it happens to is seeing these cool things as a drag or as like not very cool, something that's going to bring them down in some way. Yeah. Okay. So I thought of this because it's also something that can happen to you. And Mm -hmm. it's a really, really interesting feeling when it happens to you. Okay. Like the feeling that there's something that cool about the fact that you're annoyed by this thing. Okay. So being annoyed by it is cool. It's hard to explain. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I totally get it in like movies and TV and stuff. I see this happen all the time. I mean, like 
Princess Diaries comes to mind. It's like she's a normal girl and she's chosen to be, you know, she is a princess and she has to take all these princess lessons and she's so embarrassed by it because she's like, I just want to be normal. Exactly. Like, you know, she's hiding from her friends and stuff and not telling her friends. And the kind of feeling where if anybody else had this happen, they'd be like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing in the world. Right. Yeah. As soon as she tells her friends, they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've always been mean to you. I'm so sorry I did this. And And everybody wants her attention but then she you know i don't know yeah oh this is really stupid but i have one okay okay so my protaga drag moment was um when jennifer garner filmed a movie in my town that's a good example there were that's not stupid at all yeah Yeah, that makes sense well like there was tons of traffic which was like so annoying but then like my mom and i went to uh the downtown area where the scene was being shot and like we had heard on the news and stuff that like jennifer garner would come out after they wrapped and sign autographs so they put up like little police a-frames and like had security there and like people started getting there i think we got there at like 4 p.m because we were like it's the end of the work day had no idea about like shooting schedules or anything like that right and we were there until like 10 so we're exhausted but jennifer garner comes out and she couldn't be nicer and she's signing uh, autographs she's talking to everybody she's shaking hands and taking pictures and somehow i i'm like 14 years old and I don't have a smartphone at the time, but iPhones had just come out mm-hmm. and pe- a lot of people had them and somebody hands me an iPhone and I don't know how to operate it. And they're like, can you take our picture? Yeah. And I become the photographer and I'm like, this is so horrible. How, why am I the person? <laughs> and they just think because I'm young that I must know technology. Right. And I'm a like, kid. you know how the camera works. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't know how this works and I feel like I'm wasting Jennifer Garner's time and I feel like I'm wasting everybody's time because I don't know how this works and this is a really cool thing yeah we're all meeting Jennifer Garner but fuck you guys for making me have to be the one to take the pictures that's awesome yeah yeah and also it's 11 p.m. and I've got school tomorrow this was a terrible thing to do for the day I didn't do any of my homework (laughs) you're annoyed about taking the picture but at the same time you're like How cool is it that I can be annoyed about taking this picture? Right. Like, yeah. What did I do this afternoon? Yeah. I hung around and waited to meet Jennifer Garner, which was really cool and nice. But also, I didn't get any homework done. I had to take all these pictures of strangers and then figure out how to email them to different strangers. I had to use some stranger's iPhone. I'd never used an iPhone before. And I'm pretty sure all the pictures turned out crappy. So everybody's going to hate me. Right. Protagodrag. Protagodrag. Actually, what you said made me think of a really pro tag moment that we both have yeah which is when uh film crews use our building to film things <gasps> yes How, that's a great one there you go it's that's because a great like, one. god i can't believe these guys are still filming in the lobby i have to walk through i have to wait for them to cut so i can go through and go to my room right and you're annoyed about that but at the same time you're like how freaking awesome is it that i can be annoyed about a, a tv show of filming in my building right that has actors that i know Exactly. And it's like, I'm special enough that they have to cut so that I can walk to my apartment. Yeah. I can walk right through. They they are modifying their work day to make sure that you are able to get to your place. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I am really hyped that I can be annoyed about this. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. There you go. That was a fun one. Are we ready for my last word? Do it. Okay. 
This word was made the good old-fashioned way, typing letters randomly and then looking at what came out and being like, oh, that could be something. I watched you do this, and the first thing you did, it just typed J's only. Yeah, it was, it was, like, it was literally like seven J's, a few T's, and a C. And I was like, that's not going to be anything. <laughs> I really hope that's what it is, but let's see. So my word is... <laughs> cool. Um, my word is sibilage. 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 Should I assume that the way the word sounds has anything to do with the meaning of said word? Um, you can or you cannot. That's up to you. Good, great. <laughs> I'm going to assume a sibilage is when you eat a banana and little strings come out the banana. Oh, that's nice. No, that's not it. Surprise. This, <laughs> I'm actually really kind of proud of this, uh, coming up with this definition for this. Okay. This is an internal competition between you and your siblings, often for attention when you are both adults. Ah, that twist at the end. <laughs> nope. Still. What's the word again? Sibilage? Sibilage. That's awesome. So it's like a sibling squabble, but it's not something where you're like yelling at your siblings. It's like... It's an internal competition. It's a, and people it's a who, cold war. It's a cold war, yeah. <laughs> and people who have siblings will know this. It's totally, and it's such an adult sibling thing to do to like, you know, because you keep up with your siblings. You may not keep up with your siblings, whatever. You know some stuff. So when you see your siblings and you talk to them about their life, especially in front of your parents, it's, <laughs> it is kind of like a cold mm -hmm. war. And it's like, let's see who can tear the other down and expose the other for still being a child. I'm going to be the better child. <laughs> I'm going to be like, the adult. So how's your work going? Oh, it's great. And it's like, you know, in the back of your mind that like they're about to quit or like they just got fired. And you're like, oh, yeah. Did you end up having that really big conversation with your boss? I know you. you. It's a sabotage. That's it's horrible. a sibling sabotage. It's a cold oh war. <laughs> your siblings are going to kill you. Yeah. It's a cold war. I mean, it, it it could also be something. What I was thinking was that it's not something that is like a discussion amongst your siblings. You're not yeah. doing a back and forth, but it, instead it's like you internally being like, oh man, they're really paying her a lot of attention and asking her a lot of questions about her life. They haven't asked me any questions. I should say something <laughs> so that they I can prove that they love me. <laughs> so too. tell me more about how sad you are. Yeah, and so I'm like, well, things in my life are going really great. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, great. Cool. Tell us about it. Yeah, so anyway, um, um uh, well, yeah. work is good, yeah. and the podcast is good, and, like, Will is good, so, like, all in all, like, everything is good. Oh, and also Gimme is good, so, like, everything's good. Everything's good. The thing is, is like, it's not supposed to be bad-natured. You're not supposed to be right. bringing each other down, but it is, like... Well, you're all aware of it, and yeah. they, they listen to this, and now they're aware of it. And everybody thinks... I mean, I feel like all siblings think this way in some capacity where it's, like, I'm going to be the favorite sibling. I'm, I'm going to be I'm, the best. I'm going to be the best one. I'm going to be the favorite. I'm going to be the favorite kid. I'm going to be the best kid. I'm going to fight my way to the top. I'm going to fight my way. I'm going to claw my way to the top. And... <laughs> Even if you have like a strong and loving bond with your siblings where you are in it together, like I think the strong and loving bond makes it more. Oh yeah. Like you feel bad about doing that to somebody you have a tense relationship with, but if you're in the thick of it with your 
With your siblings? Yeah. You love them so much and you're like, I know. And Then the bets are off. Yeah. Deep down, we all know that we're on equal playing fields and yeah. all of that and whatever. <laughs> but also, like, <laughs> I only get 48 hours with my parents every six months and I'll be damned if I'm not the only thing on their mind. <laughs> like- <laughs> so anyway, yeah, work is good. I just really love my life right now. Anyway, tell me about the last time you cried. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Now I know. Yeah. Now I know that that happens. I feel like, yeah. I mean, it it's so my family. Like, my family is so much, like, love on the outside, but squabble on the inside. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun. Like, even, like, with my cousins and stuff, I'll talk to my cousins and ask about my other cousins and stuff. And there's always some sort of, like, not aggressive war, but, yeah, like, it's a cold war. Everybody's trying to be the best sibling. Yeah. So, and the best kid. So you're just, yeah, it's just, it's so funny. It's like everyone is in a race. Yeah. But you don't realize that you're all on treadmills and they're (laughs) all fixed. Yeah. They're all set to the same speed. The same. Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah. You're, (laughs) yeah. You're in a race in hamster wheels and they're all this. And it's the same hamster wheel. And so you're just like, all right, ready, set, go. (laughs) Let's see who's going to win. I think more. it's going to be me this time. I don't know. <laughs> and you keep thinking that you see somebody pass you, but you're not. You're yeah. not seeing anybody pass you. No. Oh, my God. When it comes to my extended family and my cousins, I think I've given up on that a long time ago because my extended family on that side is really, really impressive. Yeah. And they do impressive things. Yeah. And I don't do those things. (laughs) It's like Thanksgiving is always like, well, I am practicing medicine in Thailand. Well, I'm starting my own business. Well, I own several restaurants. I work at an escape room where you uh, can pretend to file mail. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Good job, Will. I do a podcast with my girlfriend where we talk about penis, penis, how it be it's a double penis. It's a good one. It's good stuff. You should listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, tell me more about how you're thankful for the lives you've saved or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, God. Guys, thank you for joining us. You can find more info about us and a list of all of our words, a dictionary even, if you will, mm-hmm. at our website, wcword.club. Yes, mm-hmm. you can follow us on all the social media. We've got Facebook. We've got Instagram. We have Twitter. It's not very active. We have zero followers. and We're practically we're f- giving our social medias away. <laughs> it's actually fun to follow. You yeah. should do it. <laughs> our, our social media is, is fun. Cool. We're yeah. working on it. It's getting better. Um, follow us at WC Word Club on all yeah. of the socials. Um, and the more you tweet at us and about us and with us, the more we can help get our word out there and more people can listen and we can make this a bigger thing, which is really cool for us. Yes. And so for you. if you like these episodes, if you're enjoying listening, please subscribe on all of your podcast platforms, however you're listening. Um, 
leave us a review if you're an iPhone user yeah. on Apple Podcasts because for some reason they use that a lot for... It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Apple Podcasts is a really big deal for whatever reason. So leave us a review. Give us a rating. Give us a thumbs up. Hit that bell. YouTube, <laughs> exactly. etc. Et and special thanks to the band known as Wolfpack, Wolfpack for the use of their song Animal, Animal Spirits. Spirits. And remember, folks... Always, Always keep one keep in the one chamber. In the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I love> <laughs>